0: Was player availability. Uh, I mean, it's been a it's been a while since we've had a game in terms of only uh, eighteen days or so going this into Thursday. So who is available?
1: Who isn't available? I know it's a lot of reading. Yeah, um, we've had a couple of COVID situations as well as injuries. Barnes is making good progress. Um, a few knocks along the way. Uh, let me think. Um, yeah, and we're not too bad. Um, it's mainly oh uh, Maxwell, of course. Sorry, Maxwell. Touch and go for this one. He's close. He's back on the grass. But obviously, we're going to have to make a judgment call um, over this period. And He's been out a few weeks uh, with not much football. Um, So, yeah, we'll have to make a call on that one. Um, I'm trying to think who else. We've been okay. Um, The break has given a few knocks and, you know, minor ailments, really, a chance to recover. Um, And as I said, a a few COVID situations. And we're waiting on the testing from today to let us know about tomorrow. But so far... Um, you know, pretty good on that score. 18 days off is a long time in terms of
0: just between games. I heard a lot of uh, pundits talking about it and Rangit talking about it yesterday, a lack of much sharpness in terms of that long gap. Is that
1: a concern for yourself as well? Well, we'll see. Hopefully it's not too big a concern, but you would have liked the, the games to have come our way, of course, and played them. Um, you know, varying reasons why not. Um, we're still waiting on the, the reports from them situations to find out. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, ideally, we'd, we'd like to play games. We've we've done in-house work the best we, we can. Um, obviously, in that period, you can't, well, you could, but it's very difficult because other teams' game schedules, so we couldn't really get a reserve fixture and use the first team in that fixture, if you like. Uh, but we've made sure that we've used the, the time wisely, we think, with our players. Um, you know, a bit of downtime, but also recovery, but also fitness work as well. So, we, we've we done what we think we can um, to be in good shape going into the next game. Surely, you know, the ongoing debate about the spy substitutions. Um, I'm a to believer in allowing everybody to speak for themselves. So, I saw
2: the quotes from
0: the Urban Club earlier in the week stating that small teams like
2: Burnley wouldn't want the addition or the increase of substitutions. But I think
0: you're the only person that can speak in terms of poor Burnley. So how is your stance on it and how do you respond to those comments
1: as well? Well, I can only speak for what we do here at Burnley. And, you know, the, the thing that I think is more interesting is I keep, I keep hearing this term player welfare. Um, I've got to be honest, my players here, I think the welfare is, is absolutely fantastic. I think the way they're looked after you got to remember nowadays, players, uh, although there's a lot of demands in football, particularly for the superpower teams, I must make that clear, you know, they, they're often so successful, they're in all cups and they're in Europe and and pushing for the league. Um, but for ourselves, on a player welfare idea, then the players here, we've got strength and con- conditioning, we've got psychology support, we've got, obviously, health and well-being, we've got, you know, dietitians. A lot of players now have home chefs, for example, and... Um, You know, but I keep hearing this tag, player welfare. I think players, I can only speak for ours, are really well looked after. I think the health and wellbeing is top of the list, and I think we do that well here. You add in then the challenge of COVID, But we've given them all the information. We're trying to stand by the rules the best we can. I personally am still struggling to wear a a mask inside the building when I've been tested 400 times, including the morning. I'm not allowed in the building until I prove that I'm clear, but apparently still have to wear a mask. I am struggling with that one, I've got to be honest, um, because I can't walk down the street and just not wear a mask. So that's still a bit of a challenge for me personally, just on a common sense level. Don't mind sharing that. Um, Generally speaking, the players have got information coming out their ears about the situation, They've got support everywhere. We've got medical support, the best we can give them. The Premier League's offering all the testing program. So it does make me question this idea of player welfare. I think the players have got to be careful themselves because the welfare is off the scale for me personally. That's what I believe. I look back at eras gone by. I was looking, me and my staff were chatting actually. When you hear this tag of player welfare in lots of games, you know, the the Christmas period, I mean, I only know um, English football. But the Christmas period has always been busy. In fact, it's got less busy down the years and the Premier League have attempted to spread games out. We've got an extra day here and there this season for the first time we haven't had previously. And I was looking back and I was thinking to people like Frank Lampard, you know, Frank Lampard, season after season was knocking out 60-odd games and then England games on top. I mean, if you look at stats, I mean season after season after season after season. I don't remember too much then about player welfare being spoken about. Now, times change. I'd like to think against some popular belief. I'd like to think I changed with them. But there still has to be a root inside of you of what your beliefs are in football and go, come on, let's, let's get on with the challenge. It's right in front of us. Let's remember what we are, We're professional athletes. We're professional footballers. I'm only speaking of my lot now. So whatever comes our way, whatever challenge it is, we'll take it on and we'll do the best we can with it. So I think there's a bit of balance to the bigger picture of comments about five subs, three subs and all the rest of it. I just think there's a, there's a bigger picture where I think we've we just got to be careful which road we're going down because I judge myself on my profession, but also judge myself on the people who watch our profession and watch our games. And for the, you know, if I was a fan, I'd be going, hang on a minute. I think footballers get well looked after. And, you know, we've just got to be a little bit careful with it. I think, to find that healthy balance. Doesn't change my opinion. Health and well being is still vital, of course. And player welfare is important. But I think there's a lot of real high-level player welfare out there. And I think all clubs, I can only speak for mine as a start point, we are doing everything we can to give our players the best chance to be the best they can be.
0: Why do you feel like there is such a, an opposition, for example, to, you made a sponsor every day at the player welfare, I'm, I'm hearing consistent managers always talking, is it, there needs to be an increase to sort of balance. You've spoken to those managers. I've to managers that have been very vocal in terms of on the meetings and working roles. Why is there such an adverse in terms of opinions about this increase in substitution? What is their
1: perspective on I can't speak for them. I only speak for myself, you know, and I have no, absolutely zero problem against anyone else's opinions. I'm quite happy to share mine. I often do. If others do share theirs, they're valid to share theirs and different challenges. They'll have different challenges, different reasons. Everyone will have their own reasons. So... It's more about that. I don't. I have total respect for managers and what they do because it's a very hard industry. Um, I have total respect for their decisions on what words they use, how they put it out there. Never had a problem with it. Still done. Sure, Sean, let's,
0: let's focus on the game back in and coming coming up. How would you assess so far? I mean, would you say this is the most testing time you've been in? Would you come around and say that this is just typical Premier League football at this stage? How would you assess it?
1: Well, the challenge of the season? Sorry. Are
0: the season yet. You... Yeah, well,
1: for us, for us, every year is a challenge. We know that we, you know, obviously the challenges change slightly with the games that we've had called off. So there will be a period when we have more games. Um, putting that aside, you know, we, we are where we are. We, we still think we've progressed from early season. I, don't, I didn't think we are far off then. So my, the record hasn't changed from what I've been saying. Um, the margins are important, obsessed with that um, and getting that right. Um, and we're going to the next game. You know, in good shape. I mean, you know, we 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 intend on taking games on. That's what we've tried to do this season. We've tried to press harder. We've tried to press higher. We've tried to take games on and and, and make it about us the best we can. Um, obviously, the challenge of that is the balance of still still doing the basics, still making sure you defend well, and finding moments that can change games by scoring goals. So. I mean, it's pretty much what we know of the Premier League um, and our part in it. So we, we we focus on that whilst trying to add in the things that are going to make a difference. I want
0: to not sound silly in this next question, but I want to leave it very open to myself. Um, obviously, Man United's had a lot of transition in the last, let's say, couple of months or so. Randy has been very open about the lack of energy and lack of insertion that he sees in his team. This is the open journalist question Is there ever a good time to play Man United? Or is this the right time to play Man United?
1: No, look, I mean, the thing is, I've had a couple of challenging games where, you know, they haven't maybe looked um, what people would expect of, of Manu. side, but within that, like last night, still find a moment, still find a key moment. You've still got some very, very high level players, very talented players, um, and they have found ways of finding moments that count, even if they're maybe not purring, you know. But we can't be naive enough, and we wouldn't be, to expect that you turn up at Manu and there's a the perfect time to play them. You can only decide that after the game. You know, we've been there, we beat them when they were having a quiet spell, Um, you know, and that was partly because we played well, partly they had a quieter game. You know, you need that to happen sometimes against the superpowers. Um, Yeah, so there's no naivety in our situation. We know it's still tough to go to Old Trafford and take on Man United. We'll decide after the game how that plays out, but before it, we know we'll need everything um, on our side and we need to be ready to play and we will be ready to play.
0: So Just the last one, just hope you'll be smart. I just want to know what was on your Christmas list this year in terms
1: of their additions. Is there anything that you want to add in
2: terms of the January
1: transfer
3: order? Lots of things,
1: yeah. Anything
2: else you want to add on that? No, it's fine, thanks. No worries. Cheers. Thank you. Ivan, PLP? Yeah. Hi, Sean. Hiya. yeah. You're sounding a little bit echoey at the centre, we'll we'll work with it. Um, hope I'm coming across clear enough for you. Um, yeah. Just on, on the fact you've had a few uh, weeks now without a game, frustration in many ways for you. Uh, I know most players just want to play, um, but lots of people over the years have called for winter breaks and now you've got one by accident or design, eh, by accident. Um, are there positives for you in this situation? You've had a, a, a winter break. Yeah, we
1: haven't, though, because a winter break is realistically a true break where you're not in the building, you're not training for a number of days and you you almost disappear from the situation. So this is not that. This has just been a training break where we're still training, we're still active. Um, it comes with challenges, don't forget, because you've got to try and to keep the Myers, uh, players' sorry, uh, main focus on the fact that the games will come try and keep their focus on the training schedule and how important that is when you're not playing games to make sure we maintain fitness and sharpness. So it's been a challenge actually, you know, the difference is with a designed Christmas break, um, whatever it may be, let's just use the idea of a couple of weeks, is you'd probably give them however many days off, maybe a light training schedule while they're away, but they are away, they're away from the building, they shut down for a while and they come back in, in theory, um, in good shape and mentally in good shape, ready to go again. So this has been a different period. On one way, it's been a challenge, don't forget, because you're having games called off very, very late. And that's that's a different kind of challenge. So um, we'll see how it develops as we go forwards. um, But it's certainly not a winter break. So I can't really give you an opinion on how that plays out um, as being a kind of winter break, because it's just been a training break um, and an unfortunate one at that. Um, Obviously, the stats are there
2: staring everybody in the face. One win in 15 Premier League games. I just wonder what your message is to Burnley fans, you, you, know, you know who you are at Burnley and what you are, but what's your message to them going
1: forward? Yeah, the fans don't need a message from me, um, they know what we're about, they know the requirement, they know the different seasons we've had and the challenges of them, they've stayed resolute and strong to the team, they know that we need them, um, that's been important down my years here. Um, and they know that we, we respect them. So I think they know all that. I don't think I need to send any messages. Um, they know the challenges of the Premier League. They've seen it with their own eyes. So I think they're aware that this is still a challenge, and they'll take it on with us.
2: And, and um, you strike me as a man who, who is quite prepared to get in the trenches, and you know, if you're up against it, come out fighting. Um, how, how does this rate in terms of you know, challenges you've had to face? So do, you, do you relish this situation in, in a way? I suppose you'd rather be in the top flight than flying, but
1: do you relish the situation in some way? Um, I wouldn't say I relish it, it's a reality. So I, I tend to deal in realities in, in what I do. Um, we are where we are, there's reasons for that, there's no point in dwelling on them, we have to make sense of them, we have to adjust them. But the challenge is going it's not in the past. We've been down this road similar but different in the past. We need to use that experience. But we also need to use our, our understanding of what we do and our belief in each other and our trust in each other. I think that's important as well. So that's what we'll
2: look to do. Is it pulling out bits of your character and your, your, you're dipping into the Sean Dyche toolbox in a different way at the moment?
1: Um, I think you're always adjusting to the challenge. It, it doesn't matter what position you're on the league table. You know, I think the, the, the idea of management is a constant challenge. It's a, you know, I think you have your core beliefs, but I think outside of that, you're always looking for new bits of information. We've, we've shared thoughts on it as a staff on what we should do. Um, some of our psychological planning with the players, um, their welfare throughout this period, um, the adjustments of tactical ideas. You know, we share all these thoughts all the time eventually I make a decision on them. So the core is strong around that. We're still flexible. And I think that's important because I've got to keep adapting to the challenge as well as my staff and as well as the players because football doesn't wait. You know, it moves forward. So we've got to make sure we're flexible enough to keep moving forward with it.
2: And just last one for me. Um, I guess you have been frustrated. Your squad will be frustrated. If they're tromping at the bit, which I'm assuming they are, to play a game, where better... Uh, to, 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 to get the very best from
1: them than Manchester United away? Yeah, fantastic um, ground, fantastic feel of the club, the history, etc. Cetera, et cetera. We've actually done recently well there. That doesn't guarantee this one, but we have done well there. We have taken on the challenge there. You know, um, it is a challenge. Look, whatever, whatever noise around Manchester United, and we've been there when they're absolutely flying, we've been there when there's been question marks. At the end of the day, it's still a challenge. You know, There's still the, the, the respect that we have for some of these super power clubs is there, but obviously when the whistle blows, that respect has to go for that period to try and win the game. And that's what we're, we're definitely focused on, going and taking the game on to the best of our ability. And we'll see where that takes us.
2: Thanks very much.
1: Thank, Thank you. Man. Thank you. Thanks, Ivan. Dan Gill, BBC Radio Lancashire. Hang on, Dan. Just
3: have a drink. Sorry, mate. No worries. You've been talking for 14 minutes. I'll let you off. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Um, just on the United record, Sean. You know, going there. I'm aware you're going to say the last one doesn't owe you the next one, and you're quite right. That's been borne out over the years. But I think it's three draws, a win, and a defeat from your last five trips there. You must be doing something right when you play Man United. It can't be a coincidence, can it?
1: Um, well, I don't know about coincidences, but I think we've gone there with the right mentality, and I always think that's key. Um, we have delivered. The, the performance levels have been good. Um, so I think that's another key, th- key marker. Um, I think in the early days, Tom Heaton was outstanding in one game and, and that nicked us a point there. Um, in a, I don't know whether you remember, but a game that we defeated there, we were actually f- absolutely excellent first half. Um, we, were, we were, seriously, we were excellent first half. Excuse me. And I think we conceded a couple of soft set pieces in the end and went down. When we won there last time, I think we were, we were, it was a very, very good performance. And, you know, I th- I've mentioned it many times when you play the top, top sides and we say still are a top side, you know, that you need them to maybe have a softer performance. You have a strong one, sometimes a decision. You still need all these things to go for you. You know, we saw, I saw them play la- last night against Newcastle. A lot was made by some of the pundits about their performance, et cetera, et cetera. But they still find moments, you know, they find really important moments because they've got some really, really top players. And I think you've got to always bear that in mind. You know, you can't just expect the game to give you something because the noise around the performance. You know, I think you've got to remember, and I've certainly reminded the players, we want to take the game on. We have to go there with the right mentality and be ready physically for the challenge. But equally, you know... Don't listen to the noise too much. Focus on the fact they've got good players and we've got to remind ourselves and do all the right things to make sure that we can play our part in winning a football match.
0: From your own team's
3: perspective, after that West Ham draw, you were 18th in the table and 11 points and a couple of points behind Watford. I think one team around you has added a point in the time that you've not played a game. The situation hasn't really changed. Therefore, is the mentality still exactly the same as it was when you were preparing for these three games that have been called out
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, look, it's, it just goes to show you how, how tough it is in the Premier League because people, you know, reference our stats this season. But you've just rightly said there's teams around us who have played games and still not picked up points. It's, it's tough. The Premier League's tough. You know, so um, it puts us in a, a different position where we've got games in hand, if you like. Would we have preferred to have played them games? Yes, definitely we would have preferred to have played them games. Um, I thought we're in a, a good place to go and play them games at that moment in time. The next couple of games come round, you know, providing there's no problems, we can get on with them. And then we take on the, the games that are missing when they get slotted in. Um, but no, we, we definitely took on the games. But I do think um, we're ready for the next tra- challenge, you know, as it comes. I mean, like, you know yourself, I've said this many, many years. The lead table, you know, of course, we all debate it. We all look at it. I mean, I don't stare at it. but We all look at it. We know what it means. We know what it says. But the most important league table is always the one after the final whistle of the season. That's the important table. The fact is, during the season, it's the journey that makes that end. So that's what we're looking for, the journey. Can we keep uh, adding to what we're doing? Can we keep finding the freedom to go and take on games and express ourselves and and win games? And I think that's the next challenge for us. And you've been involved in
3: football, shows since you were a teenager. Have you ever ever had a weird Christmas in a football sense than the one you... Living through it. It's, it's,
1: it's been a weird Christmas, that's for sure, in many ways. Don't worry about that. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thanks, Dan.
3: Phil, PA? Oh, Sean, sorry,
1: you've in a there. All right. I've lived there when I'm talking. talking. <laughs>
3: I know
1: you're a for discipline, Sean, but uh, do you tell players not to whinge your referees? Odd uh, question. I don't specifically tell them. I just suggest that we respect the, the referees the best we can. Um, when I have a whinge, I don't use uh, bad language. I don't call them names. I just maybe question the decision. I don't think that's unreasonable. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I don't think I need to tell my players. I think they know that's my feeling.
3: I know you, said you saw the game last night, but did you feel that United were sort of trying to put pressure on referees? Because, as Gary Neville pointed out, there, there was a lot of complaining and whingebags, I think you called them. There was a lot of whinging going
1: on. I don't think that's anything to do with Man United. I just think that's the modern game. Um, you know, players express their opinions in different ways, different characters. Um, the referees in, in general handle it very well, I think. Um, so, no, I, I, I certainly wasn't thinking that about a Man United performance. I just think that's football in general now.
2: And and, and and no,
3: you saw slightly. I said a little bit earlier, but Harry McGuire said that, that the break did them no favours whatsoever. I mean, you see where he's coming from there, with the sort of sixteen days and leave, even be longer for yourselves. The break, sorry, the break. Sorry, the break. Oh, sorry,
1: Well, we'll see. Um, you know, we're, we'll be going into this one without a game, um, so we'll we'll see how that affects us. We we hope it doesn't, obviously. Um, but if Harry feels that, then that must, well, he's obviously referenced it. He must have felt that had an effect. We're looking for that to not have an effect on our players, quite obviously. Um, I think it is helpful to keep playing um, as the season progresses. Uh, I suppose you can't win if, they, if, if, if their players, um, if players are referencing that, not necessarily Harry, but, you know, if games are getting called off, Then how do you win? Because other managers are saying there's too many games. So, you know, you can't win. It's a tough call, isn't it? You know, against um, getting a break from games and then playing or having too many games. We know there's a middle, um, but it's not easy. The fixture schedule around Christmas has been there since I've been in football. So I don't think it's easy, that one. And then the COVID situation has obviously added to the the awkwardness of it all, uh, including ourselves, of course, you know, with our games being called off. So it's not an easy situation for anyone.
4: I'm sure all the best, Thursday. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Hi, it's James. Good morning, John. Hiya. Just on the on the COVID situation, you said you've got a couple of cases. Are we talking sort of one or two at the moment, as opposed to anything that this stage might lead you to request a postponement? Yeah,
1: not at this stage. We've been tested again today. Uh, we've had, sorry, just to be clear, we, we have two tests. So we've got the lateral flow tests, which have come through good. Um, I'm on about the PCR test now because, you know, the science, science suggests that's a, a sort of spot on, you know, really accurate test. So uh, we'll wait on news of that tomorrow.
4: And You mentioned Maxwell and Vianney in terms of injuries. Dale Steve is to see available and what's the latest on Connor Roberts?
1: Uh, Dale's back in, uh, involved, but obviously he's been so unfortunate. He had to step away. And then he had to come back in. And now, of course, he could do with games, really. Uh, Connor's making progress, but it's a bit of a while off. I'm sorry I didn't mention Connor earlier, but he, he had a real bad infection. So he's got to build up his literally his physical strength and running power. Uh, Maxwell's making progress. That one's going to be touch and go on our decision with him. Barnes is making progress now. It's been a bit of a long one, which we suggested it would be. But he is beginning to show signs, uh, but he will need, obviously, recovery period as in training and playing games. Um, Yeah, other than that, I can't think of the rest. I think that's it. I I do still have Maxwell available, obviously if he's fit for for Thursday and Sunday before he departs for, for Africa Cup of Nations you will only make a decision on the fact that he's properly fit because as you know, the challenge of, I've spoken about ever since he got here actually, the challenge of true Premier League fitness is a different challenge. It's not just getting out there and playing, it's building up that strength in your body to deal with back-to-back games, to deal with what the Premier League offers and he's been close and then he's had a couple of, you know, awkward little injuries that have cost him a few days and a few weeks and unfortunately, had to have time off because of COVID and I mean, the COVID thing's very frustrating for all. Um, we understand the medical Um, knowledge and support but it is frustrating when a player's got virtually no symptoms and they're not allowed in you know they're not allowed in they can't train and that's really frustrating for the players by the way so forget about my view the players are really frustrated by that so that does add to that period of if you are injured and then you have to shut down for covid it's a double whammy unfortunately now we know players welfare i've spoken about that earlier that's that's a, a start point But I don't know where the science can find a way that if you've got literally no symptoms, how we can start getting these players at least active or keeping them active. Um, Because when you think about the um, logical side of it, in theory, because of the way that the framework of the Premier League works as regards games being on or off, you might have a player who hasn't hardly trained but can then come back in and is then part of your squad list that suggests they could make you have to play that game with a player who hasn't hardly trained for seven days. So if you think about that logically, that can't be good for players welfare and safety, can it? You know, if you haven't trained for seven days, then you get thrown into playing Man United, for example. So it's a delicate situation. I think it's a tough situation to find the right way through it. Just on, on the five subs thing, you have spoken in the past
4: about sort of being against that and more often than not will favour big clubs. I'm assuming your, your stance hasn't changed on that despite the, the sort of implications of clubs. Yeah,
1: yeah I didn't really to speak, speak against it. I offered a view. That's all I did. And I offered a view that if you've got... Um, a super-powered team with with a bench that some of us, you know, look at and, and are stunned by the bench, let alone the starting team, um, then if you can put five of them players on at any given moment in a game, then you would suggest that that makes them clubs stronger. Um, I mean, we, we had a series, as you know, after the pandemic originally, our last nine games, we had a, a bench full of kids, you know, and we didn't have any choice. We had to keep going and going and going and going. Um, you know, so I, I've offered a view, that's all. It won't be my decision, that's for sure. It certainly won't be my decision. So we can only offer a view, but I'm certainly not against it. I just offered a, what I think is a fair view.
4: And just lastly, for me, one on January. Do you think business might be harder to do across the board in, in January this, this winter, given the COVID situation and clubs perhaps being in the need to hang on to as many players as they can to to fill in for absences, etc.
1: We don't know yet. So we're just going to have to wait and see. But usually it offers that January is a a, a tough window for everyone concerned um, as regards players in um, and, of course, the desire to not let players go out. So that's the same old, same old.